People deluded, I'm back again. Good morning and I hope you're all doing well and safe, whoever you are, wherever you are. Welcome back to another edition of the Deluded Podcast, the really and truly podcast, you know, the people's podcast, people. I'm fantastic. It's fantastic to have this little community we have, you know, make sure you follow me on Spotify, on Apple and however you're streaming this. Also, YouTube, Deluded Guna 04, you're hitting the sub button on that. Can't imagine you don't follow me on the Instas and the Twitters, but Deluded Guna 04 and everything clubhouse too um as well shameless plug people i'll include it in the description but i was on bbc and on a rather vain thing i watched it back today and i would like to say once again shout out to pippa for for being mezzi ozu in that situation really and truly and like making making that happen but um it was a good look man i spoke about the european super league and things it's a good look man it's a good look um <clears throat> so i'm on cloud nine really and truly like i always am i'm always thankful of the support i get from you guys the progress i'm making the fact that i'm confident in myself so yeah my man i'm making progress it's been a good it, it's been a good day yesterday obviously it was a manic day it felt like deadline day you know super league jose Mourinho, you wait for suits you wait for confirm their plans to expand the champions league there's all different sorts of things i'm sure you all saw leeds versus liverpool and you know leeds were quite petty and referring to liverpool as merseyside reds and all of that stuff and i do think what well, before i get into it, in fact we're into it already in it people we're into it you you know, there isn't too much to speak about, but there's elephants in the room, the Super League, the, the Joses. I think Leeds need to check themselves. And what I mean by that is I admire what Leeds are doing. I admire the T-shirts, not necessarily UEFA, because UEFA don't necessarily, people don't necessarily earn them things. But I agree with the premise. What I feel is unacceptable from Leeds and quite petty. And we all need to remember, was it not once a time, not saying anybody is faultless or anyone deserves to be dug out. But didn't Villa, Leeds and somebody else a few years ago? Over Football League TV, right, money? Didn't they threaten to walk away? Whether it was an empty threat or not, the premise was there, you know. And I think people need to understand, away from Leeds, don't listen to Sky Sports and BBC and BT and all of these things because they're all the same monopolised media over in this country. They're criticising the Super League and I'm not defending it, but what has happened to the Premier League? The richer have got richer. It's only in the last few years the top four has been broken up into the top six. It's become a bit manic with these poor seasons. You know, they're on that. You know, Gary Neville, you know, he's a bit like, Piers Morgan for me in that you know he's nothing like Piers Morgan Piers Morgan is a see you next Tuesday but in the sense one similarity they share is I whenever there's something to speak about and the majority are, 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 are not in favor of something that he always finds a way to pop up like why are you only speaking about the Glazers now you know maybe it's the straw that broke the camel's back but the Glazers at United have been doing this why are you speaking about it now because you know if this Super League happens they, and, and, and they were to kick out which I don't think is going to happen they were to kick out these Premier League teams out of the domestic league you know Sky are going to make cutbacks naturally like people in clubs because there's going to be less of a pot so that's why you care you know Sky with their own agendas all of a sudden now if you're in America you could see that debate it was unlocked in their country you know the same Sky that was trying to charge 14, 15 quid in a pandemic these lot don't care the clubs the TV rights the people them have shown you and it doesn't matter what club you support what sort of fallacy what sort of you know club slogan your club has the people that own these clubs don't respect it and this is the problem you know it's not arsenal versus these lot it's Cronkay. like like the one thing he did say is john henry stan Cronkay. you know roman abramovich don't even want to say his name car you know he's on the grim reaper thing but the people that own these clubs they're monopolizing this game they're getting our love for it and exploiting that you know and they have done it time and time again football is a game that's gone to the rich it's been gone to the rich we can't go to no finals more time because if you can you're paying the 
arm and a leg. And if you need nine times out of ten, like even me with Wembley, you have to know someone who can work there and do a little thing for you to get you there. The legit means don't bang because half of these sponsors and all these people get the tickets. You know, it's a working man's game and it should stay like that. But it hasn't been like that. So to a degree... I don't really give a crap who don't really get money and things. And, you know, with my club, Arsenal, if we're doing the Super League team, we will stop being a football club. I don't agree, disagree with the idea and principle of everybody playing each other. But we all know you lose the prestige. You know, there's no divine right to be in anything. So to get 3.4 billion, 3.5 billion just for being in it, it tells you where our morals are at. It tells you we don't want to earn things. We think we have a divine right, much like all these other clubs, people. Because you can see how the Super League is going to go left. You know, everybody, with all due respect, to Spurs, I'm not going to say Arsenal, but these 12 founding members, they're all getting the same share of the pie, right? What happens in the next few years if this does go through and Real Madrid, Barca, the ones that are winning it, the ones that are bigger, they say, nah, man, I'm not being funny. We deserve more of a share because that's what greed is. You know, Champions League was the lick once upon a time. This is what greed is. Part of me feels this won't happen and the Champions League will go back to being the champs and they'll get whatever they want. But there's got to be a reason. UEFA can't be cleaning this because FFP hasn't worked. Corruption hasn't worked. They're all birds of the same feather, people. And they're all telling you it's about vested interests, you know. It's all about that. They want to monopolise. And again, for Arsenal, me, many people will sit there and say, oh, maybe with a guarantee of being there with three odd billion, we might start buying superstar players. No, we've been complacent. We still are complacent. So are you not going to be even more complacent when you're guaranteed a position? No, it's getting, it's going to get NBA-ish, NFL-ish. You know, they're going to take the sports, European Super League, right on your doorstep in America. You know, super drafts. You can see where the game is going, people. The game is going down the toilet. It's been down the toilet, people. And for me, it's upsetting. Um, Quickly back to what I said about the Leeds one. Players are the scapegoats. Managers are the scapegoats, you know. The players didn't decide this. Uh, they must have been knowing rumblings, but they didn't decide this. The managers didn't decide this, but they're the ones that's going to face the heat. Look at look at the Liverpool players. They faced a barrage of abuse from Leeds fans. They're going into the change rooms and Leeds are putting up T-shirts. The players don't deserve that. Look how Milner spoke. The players don't deserve that. 99% of these footballers, because there's always one, 99% of these footballers, especially men that play for Liverpool, yeah, they're not happy with that. And I think that's an effing disgrace from Leeds. I don't think they're wrong in what they're doing, but that's an effing disgrace. The players don't need that. Go after the club, clubs, you know. Do you think James Milner, Henderson, Trent, all of these sort of people that have been through the mud, you know, it's a in Man United thing, Rashford, you know, you see what Rashford's doing. You think Rashford condones this? You know, and I'm and I'm seeing the I'm seeing Tories and the PMs of this country speak about this and condemn this. What the hell are you talking about? You know, you're seeing people with dirty hands call next man dirty it's not making sense you're all birds of the same feather you're all angry because let's be real fa bbc premier league they're all vexed because they're losing money it's it uefa it's a check they're not getting they don't care about the fans you know and as much as i don't want super league and all of these sort of things people when i deep it pardon my language i don't really give a fuck because when i deep it you know these problems are insignificant because i sit here as a young black man football fan and i'm like right, all right cool when i step out this bubble i'm like we knew it was all a peace thing we knew it was all about money we know there's no rate money in fixing racism but you know if we was to say it in a court of law you can't convict no one whether they're guilty or innocent without evidence and stuff immediately you saw empty threats you saw a lot of threats you saw you know you're not playing world cup you're not playing euros which is was in my opinion you can't do this you can't do that sanctions this that the other though sheer move that tells you their priorities go when it's racism 
it's silly bands it's slow to turn around so when i see that and i see the way they treat man and they do these same old say no to racism videos and stuff i don't really care bro i don't really care because it's insignificant really it's mad insignificant this is why i don't care about players making mad money because the clubs look at them these people just want to sit in an ivory tower people this this prospect of a european european super league is terrible you know in the day and age of of, of covid and what not on top of the obvious amount about they might not be happy with uefa's distribution of tv rights this is an opportunity they're exploiting let's be real if i look at my football club arsenal it doesn't matter if you've never been in the top four if you never qualify for champs if you you feel you're underappreciated you feel your league's not bringing enough cash there's all different vested self-interests all of these teams not just the top six or big six all of them have joined into this people but they say at the same time you have to sit there and wonder why like for me arsenal i see it as a way to cheat our way out of these problems people because you know we're we're not in the champions league and things because we haven't earned it we haven't fixed up off the field in terms of our scouting so we've declined on it on the field we haven't improved so we're declining off it with the commercial thing so i feel it's a way of cheating ourselves out you know really developing our young players to either be sold for profit or develop to help us on our goal you know really change these practices really change the mentality really earn our way back to europe europe's elitist competition you know if this was some side away breakaway tournament with the champions league i'd get it but this is just either real i do think they'll come to a resolution um but who knows people um for more extended thoughts on that people uh, like i feel like i said i've talked about it on my youtube channel about four hours four and a half hours based on all them live streams i did yesterday so forgive me for being impatient but I don't care about UEFA. I don't care about the Super League. I damn well don't even care about the clubs anymore. They don't reflect the fans. You know, I don't know. It's a difficult one because I never had no motivation for the season anyways. And, and it's like, you know, you've killed a little bit of hope. Arsenal are not going to win the Europa League, but that's what football's about. The prospect of, you know, your season relying on it going through, it don't really mean much, in it. You're hearing these lot have signed up for 23 seasons. I, and for what it's worth, you know, I'm not trying to defend UEFA because UEFA for years have exploited that competition, exploited teams, got richer and richer and richer and richer. So they need to reform. So to a degree, I do get where the clubs are coming from. Obviously not this result, but I get where they're coming from. But it's a disgrace. Football has gone to the wolves. Football has been lost to the fans. It's been lost to the purists and it's more of the same. The only hope is that the more greedier they get, it might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, it might not even be 20, 10, 20 years. But one day this bubble is going to pop and there's going to be a reset and us football fans will have our game back as it was. I don't know when that is going to happen. And for me, the Super League thing, I can't speak for other countries, but it risks it risks harming the players the players are the ones on the forefront you know you see the leads um, the liverpool players get a bit of it you know arsenal everton you know the players and the managers are going to be the one you know the managers unfairly this is why i don't rate these clubs thomas tuchel jürgen klopp arteta all of these guys have been dropped in it where's the owner where's the one that actually signed off and said yo we're doing this because it weren't them their managers can't say, yo, we're joining this thing. They might have, they might be able to suggest it, but if they wanted to, but they can't say we're joining this thing. So why are they answering questions? Just They're just employees and they're at the forefront. They're an active, you know, with the fans and the manager, I mean, the manager and the players, they're the one sort of thing you can say is a is a visible pillar to the football club. So obviously fans are going to voice their frustration at them via social media or whatever. It's not safe. This, this compromises player safety, you know, really and truly, and it shouldn't. You know, it's not an Arsenal thing, it's a Stan Kroenke thing, it's not a Chelsea thing, it's a Roman Abramovich thing, it's not a City thing, it's the owner thing, it's Demlo, it's, it's John Henry, you know, it is Demlo and we've lost it, we've lost it, we've lost this game, it's gone, you know, it's gone. I would even say support your local teams and I agree with that, but, and I, I've said it before, and, you know, even the local teams are lost, you know, 
How much money does it cost to watch Cup and again? They need to make a change, but it, it, bro, local teams aren't even reflecting this thing properly. You know, I have a hard time agreeing with anybody because you all do. You know, you're not you're lying to the fans and pretending you're saying it for the same reason as us, but you've got vested interest. You know, Gary Neville. I'm sure them Sky Sports man. This never has come out of the blue. You know, they don't want to lose. You know, if you lose to Super Sunday, suddenly Gary Neville's wages is not going to justify the numbers because again, there's going to be less people tuning in. Gary Neville, not that he you know needs the money, he's, you know he's got a fine net worth, but you know he's trying to save his job. Jamie Carragher, I get the vibe you care a tiny bit more than Gary Neville because you've kind of spoke about it before, but the same, the man they don't care. Half these pundits away from these two, they don't care. Because it doesn't matter if it's an Arsenal-based pundit, Liverpool, whatever. More time, have you not found yourself sat there and you're like, what are you talking about? Because these men are not following the club. They're just paid by coin. You know, if they're, you know, there's a Liverpool, there's probably Liverpool legends, Arsenal legends, whatever legends, Tottenham legends. <laughs> I don't think there is any. Um, you know, I had to do it. Um, they don't watch the teams. They're just getting paid to watch. They'll watch when they get paid. That's why you hear the same generic crap and tosh. You know, and BT can shut the hell up. You know, BT, the people that they're condemning this, the people that took Sky, um, took the Champions League initially off free to air. You know, mashed it up. Are you mad? Shut up, man. Shut up, bro. Shut up. And once again, shut up, man. BT, all of these guys, all of these Rupert Murdoch controlled things, they're wassing it. That's why, to a degree, I don't care. Like I said, when I look at racism, I really don't care. I don't care about what clubs are losing, NEPs. I don't really care, car. Me as a basic human being, these footballers don't, these football things don't reflect, ref, respect, man. So what's the point? It is what it is, man. Like I said, it risks people's safety. It's a way of cheating, a way out of problems, you know. Arsenal is a way of cheating to, to the top. Spurs, you never done did it. You know, it's a chance of doing that. United, it's a chance of cheating your way back to being the big boy bullies in this thing. And let's be real, you know. Half of these clubs lying and saying they're not joining and things. I'm not saying they're right. I'm not saying they're wrong. Are they saying no for the wrong reasons? They might have been on it and they've seen the backlash. They're not down for it. And I think all of these clubs are lucky there's no fans in the ground. Because it could Arsenal season would have got long if we, have, if we was allowed in the home games anyways. Um, on top of this, you know. Half of these clubs are not joining because it's not in their best interest. PSG 100% are joining this. It's just they've got the Qatar World Cup to come. They've got a couple of other things. It's just not in people's interest. You know, Bayern Munich, half these teams will join. You can see people joining. You can see people leaving. You could, you could, you could, you could, it's a bad parallel, isn't it? Like, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible parallel parallel it's a it's a very dangerous one to be to be stepping into as well people and it's a pro it's a problem people you know is what it is in that regard you know we're going down the toilet when you look at some words you know florentino perez has offered a lot he's, he's given an interview and i'd implore you all to look at it it's quite you know interesting just hearing something from a horse's mouth but in in in, in a couple of things he said he said many important clubs in spain italy and the uk want to find a solution to a very bad financial situation the only way is to play more competitive matches if instead of playing in the champions league super league helps the cups recover clubs recover loss of earnings and it will lose the prestige because you know there's 10 games you know Real Madrid versus Barcelona, El Clasico is great because it's minimum twice a season and if they man there meet elsewhere it's because there's important context it's a semi-final more time a final more time you know Copa del Rey Champions League whatever in it suddenly if you're just you've, you've qualified just for qualifying if there's again not just to paint a picture if, if Barcelona versus Real Madrid across the year are playing each other five times just as a minimum 
It loses its prestige. It loses its quality. I get it. Who doesn't want to see more competitive matches? The biggest and the baddest players and all of these sort of things. Again, the players are the ones to lose out as well with these threats of Euros and World Cups. And you can already see the red tape in relation to um, young players. And if I, you know, mid-season when people get bought, you know, can I buy, you know, can I play in both competitions? Can I manage in both competitions? Who knows, people? I don't really buy UEFA and FIFA puffing out their chests with no World Cup and things like that really and truly you need these players at the world cup because it's less demand premier league you're not going to kick these teams out because suddenly you lose all these top six clashes and the many different talking points and engagement points that come with them jose Mourinho just lost his job you know and suddenly you also lose the crazy moments when Leeds are giving city a game and beating them and taking four points off them better yet you know when arsenal are having crazy games you know spurs are having crazy games west bromwich albion are smacking up chelsea you lose all of these things you know that's all gone you know so they're wassing it. They're not. It's all just scarce tactics. And again, the clubs are probably. You know, everyone's playing a game of chicken. UEFA and FIFA. They don't mean anything. They're saying. I bet the clubs don't. It's just a money thing. And one thing I'll give the clubs and these people to get to this situation. You have to have been sick and tired of what UEFA was doing. But there's no honour among thieves, and all of them are thieves. People, you know, they're all thieves. You can't be a thief and you're doing stuff with one thief and you're stealing other people's things and happy it's good. But the minute he says, you know, I'm going to rob them and you, you can't be upset. There's no honour among thieves. You're all thieves. You know, so when the UEFA president is calling this guy a snake and that guy a snake, they probably are. But you're all snakes. You're all poison. You know, you all need to go. You all ruin the game. You know, none of you are, UEFA are definitely not clean. The Premier League are definitely not clean. The FA is definitely not clean. La Liga is definitely not clean. All of these things are definitely not clean. You all got dirty hands. You all need to clean your fingertips. Madness. But like I said, people, going on, Perez also said, here at Madrid, we've lost a lot of money. We are all going back, going through a bad situation. When there's no profit, the only way is to play more competitive games during the week. The Super League will save clubs financially. The next steps will be to speak with UEFA and FIFA. We'll do all of our own efforts to try reach a compromise. If we can't reach an agreement, we won't back down. We'll continue working if it takes more time. And again, like I said, I think this is a bluff. I think this is to demand real change, but... Again, it could happen and they have signed a 23-year deal, apparently, with all these clubs in it. And at the same time, if you look are capping, like if you have if you look are playing a game of chicken, you gotta make sure you get every sort of agreement you want from your way for Bakar. You know, this isn't gonna have the same effect you do it the second time, really and truly. I did find this a bit patronizing people. It's got nothing to do with me because I'm actually 26, but he said an analyst has had had um had to be made on why young players young people from 16 to 24 no longer have an interest in football. There are many games of little interest. Football must adapt to the times in which we live. Again, okay, I think if you ask these young people, I'd say there's too much saturation. You've got, you know, Nations League, pointless friendlies. Nations League put a twist on it, but in general, Nations League, a, a tournament where there shouldn't be none, pointless friendlies, you know, all different cl ever-changing club fixtures. We all know how crazy a fixture sch schedule is anyways. So how can the, the solution be to saturate, sat saturate it more? I don't know. Either way, and you know, I'm not going to speak about them all, but you know, Jurgen Klopp's kind of condemned it. Too, Thomas Tuchel isn't a fan, Milner isn't a fan, but what can these lot do? Yeah, they can say, leave your position, do this, do that, but what is it going to change? And I feel the, the players have been done dirty. The players have been done extremely dirty, people. But away from that, though, Jose Mourinho obviously lost his job, people. You know, five points off the top four, a cup final. Many people would say that's harsh to a degree it is. But 
long story short, you know, Spurs and Jose for the, you know, for the first time in Jose's career, he, you know, he's been humbled a lot, but he's been really humbled at Spurs. Can't buy his way out of problems. You know, all different statistics were coming out week in, week out. For me, there wasn't probably a single pillar to keep him at the club. I definitely, not, I wouldn't have sacked him now, but there's got to be a reason Levy's just pulled the trigger. Like, I, whether that's a, lining up the next manager, I think they should look at Scott Parker because, you know, with all due respect to Ryan Mason, if you're giving it Ryan Mason and Chris Powell, who I know has been around the block at, at Charlton and that, you might as well give it to Scott Parker he's a Spurs man I know he's been at Fulham he's doing well at Fulham you might as well do that if you're trying to do the Scott Parker slash Eddie Howe sort of guy Eddie Howe's another one you know rejected Celtic he's another one I don't know if if, if Levy is going to do the whole you know he's done the he done the potch thing then obviously there's a significant outlay for Jose Mourinho's contract definitely to terminate it two years early you know he's made 98 million apparently off all these British clubs since he's left you know so he's put in a big outlay and got no reward so is he going to do that again whether that's you know the leg reese, these people that ain't got jobs or is he going to go for you know you could even go for Hansi Flick if you don't go Germany because he's leaving you know or Nagusman who's linked with Bayern Munich um is he going to go for the trainer sort of coach I don't know I think what's what harm Jose is you know he's not really blooding young players I know he gave Alfie Devine and Dane Scarlett time um technically he was good for Tanganga in my opinion but he didn't play a bag of young players he didn't really have in my opinion all the players on side that you know it weren't it weren't the fact of the players hating, but the fans can see the football is amazing. Or, like with Jose, when you're winning, it doesn't matter. Because let's be real, Spurs have been stinking up the joint under Jose Mourinho for time. But when they were winning, it didn't matter. It's only when they're getting rubbed out now. So, it's a bit sad. It's the first time Jose Mourinho's career, he doesn't get to scumbag a title or walk away with a trophy or something, or something of that nature. Um but it is where it is people he's gone in it like where he'll end up next i don't know i think jose Mourinho needs to try the international management listen jose Mourinho is a certified gaffer you know you can't take away anything but and i mean this respectfully as much as you can say it similar to arsene wenger i think the game has left him you know you know first and foremost it's now a game where you need to put an arm around players and he ain't learned his lesson by the way he was dealing with Pogba who must be laughing or the way he's dealing with Shaw he's still carrying on that at Spurs you know it would you know Deli Ali's had no joy there's too much discontent and, and things like that so it was always writing on the wall people Jose actually lost more games in all comps this season than he has in any other season in his 13 years as a manager or in his managerial career people allegedly um you know, only with Leira um, has Jose Mourinho posted a lower win ratio in all comps in his managerial career than he had at Tottenham Hotspur, people. Um, 50% win ratio at, at, at Spurs, 45 at the, at the club in question. So Jose Mourinho pays the price, you know. First manager of a European Super League side to be sacked. That's very much specialist in failure, I would agree. Wenger, pour up that wine, my guy. So yeah, is where it is, people. Obviously, UEFA also announced that um, they'll be, you know, they already announced and confirmed the changes yesterday in relation to an expansion of the Champions League, and te and they're doing ten domestic games. They, we, they've never cared about player welfare, anyways. But then player welfare is even more because let's just say, you know, you've got that, you've got a Euros and Olympics or whatever. They don't care, man. They really don't care. Footballers are guinea pigs, and they're gonna keep that up, and it's never, ever, 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 ever going to change ever going to stop so rid your way of that rid your thinking behind that people it's never going to get better in that regards at all like we're here it's here to stay it's quite upsetting but like i said it's here to stay nonetheless um so it is where it is in that regards should we get on to football people you know let's actually talk about the football what i would rather talk about um should we start with the premier league now shout out to the fa cup um 
Chelsea, obviously, courtesy of Hakim Ziyech, went through. Pulisic denied an off, um, a goal for offside. I think Chelsea bopped them people. I said, I'm not, I'm not no Messiah, but I said Chelsea are going to win it. In the same way, I'll speak about it on Friday. I actually feel Spurs are good. I did, uh, maybe less so much now. But if prior to that Jose news, I felt Jose would beat Pep Guardiola. I know there's no way around, no way around rationalizing it, people. But I did think Sunday, without that info, Jose plays Pep. I think they were gonna they were gonna win Spurs, and, and I would hate that. You know, you know, I'm happy to say you know only Spurs could get Jose Mourinho a serial winner. He's won a cup at every club. Lo and behold, you know it happens. It don't happen there. But I think he would have won it purely because there was more for him to play for. It's his rep. It's the chance to scumbag a title. I think he probably would have walked if he won the title. You know, it's all of those things. And and Pep, that's not their priority. You know, quadruple was probably a, 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 a fallacy. And I'm sure they would want, want to do it. But it's probably not realistic in today's day and age. Um, but yeah, man, back to the FA Cup game. Congratulations to Chelsea. You know, I think they, they you know, there was incidences of, of City should have had chances and City did switch off at times. And I think Chelsea could have even, Chelsea started well first and foremost. But tactically, for minute zero to 90, Tuchel won the, the battle. You know, even when Chelsea were chasing the game, you know, it was just back. I mean, not Chelsea, City were chasing the game. Chelsea are just forcing backwards passes and there was just no space, you know, no space at all. And that's a way of defending, you know, they defended very well. They got their goal. They stood up to be counted. I was very impressed. And, you know, if Thomas Tuchel, like, like Arteta, you know, midway through a season, joins, wins the FA Cup, doesn't really matter much about qualifying for top four the way it stands and where Chelsea are heading now. But, you know, Thomas Tuchel will be doing decent in that regards, people. And again, regardless of how it turns at Chelsea, because it could be a year from now and he could get sacked, such as how football is consistently changing. You've got a trophy there. So I think Chelsea did their thing. Obviously, congratulations to Leicester for beating Southampton. Kelechi and Nacho with another goal. Vardy with a terrific run in the build up to that goal. Leicester versus Chelsea in the final. I do think Chelsea will pip that, but you're hoping, Brendan, and Rodgers can, you know, get a bit of revenge on his former team. You know, shout out to Kalechi Iheanacho. It's only befitting that after a season he is having that he had to be the one to score in the semi-final. And when you look at Wembley people, or in fact the FA Cup, you know, African players have been reigning supreme. You know, shout out to Hakim Ziyech. Shout out to Kalechi Iheanacho. When you look at each of the last four goals scored at Wembley in the FA Cup, have actually been scored by, by African players. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang obviously scored twice in FA Cup final last year. Hakim Ziyech, who, again, they like all Muslim players, but to highlight Hakim Ziyech, the, the fact that the man is fasting and he's playing like that, and it, it shows that, you know, full of admiration, you know. Ramadan Mubarak to all the, everybody look, um, everybody participating in things and all my Muslim viewers and things like that. Peace and blessings to everyone who's not such. Um, so like I said, Hakim Ziyech, Kelechi Iheanacho, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang with four goals. Um, you know, African players have been reigning supreme. Um, I'm sure if you're a Leicester fan, you know, you want the fifth African player. I mean, you know, you want the fifth African player to be that as well. If you're Chelsea, you know, you probably want the same. So that'll be an interesting final, but we'll, you know, park that off and it's there. Obviously, people, in relation to the Premier League, I don't know how a couple of these, you know, Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool, you know, based on how you lot played, what Super League are you lot going to, people? Arsenal drew 1-1 against Fulham and, again, terrible. I think Fulham played well. I'm not going to lie to you. I think they defended well. I think at a period they had the better chances. I just think we already knew. Lackluster, disjointed, tactically, you know, the changes were needed. But, again, Arteta, could you not have started Pepe and Partey? And then taking them off. So a bit of inexperience there. You know, unfortunately, Lacazette is injured. Just a terrible day. Can't really break down sides. Yeah, yes, VAR did us dirty. Yes, people probably missed some clear-cut chances. But 
it just weren't enough. It just weren't good enough, and it's appalling. And I'm not really shout mad at Eddie and Ketia for celebrating. The man's in his early twenties. He's living the dream, playing in the Premier League. He ain't played for time. Emotions are high. But at the same time, it tells you where Arteta was telling them to hurry up. But it shows you where we're at if we're celebrating a late equaliser against a team playing for pride in the Premier League, really and truly. It tells you where we are mentally among everything, among the obvious with our lack of players. You know, I, I thought Arteta could have moved. Jacques Jack played all right at left back beyond not offering anything in terms of an overlap. I think that it was very early on take... Take take El Nene off. Either make this the, the basic change of just El Nene for Thomas Partey, or take El Nene off, put Partey in there. You know, move. I mean, take take El Nene off. You know, move Saka to left back, put Xhaka in there, so we get a bit more on the ball. And there, there's that. How can we can be complained complained that our our front four are too deep when Sabios is pulling out in areas? El Nene's not showing for it. Xhaka can only play a certain sort of pass because he's at left back. We can't be surprised that we're struggling for creativity. And it, you know, our, 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 on our best of days, our strongest eleven isn't good enough. But our depth is appalling, and this is what I mean about the Super League being a way to cheat your way out of these problems. So it was appalling for us. Again, VAR didn't help us. You know, Smith Rowe was offside for build up for the for the own goal, but again, House of has been denied that header. I don't know. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Had it happened, we would have won two 0 It is what it is. Shout out to Matt Ryan, I would say, because his flick on you know ended up with Enketia scoring. Um, so shout out to that man. It is what it is in that regards. We all saw. So like I said, Arsenal versus Fulham was one one. I'm sure you saw Leeds versus Liverpool up until the 87th minute. Liverpool had it in the bag before Diego Llorente, who Actually, almost played one shaky header and it could have went against them, paid problems. You know, it's the same old, same old with Liverpool, even in the first half. The only difference, and I think Jamie Carragher is right in that you've seen Liverpool actually play half decent just to don't score. It's stupid, but the only difference is against Leeds, they scored. And I don't think they were clinical enough. I don't think they cut them open enough. And against Leeds, you give them half a chance, you see what they're happening with. You know, Leeds have been fantastic this season. You know, they had City begging for a point. You know, they Liverpool got a point. You know, Arsenal, we were 10 men down and, you know, we shot ourselves in the foot, but a point. Ellen Road is a scary place to be going to and we already know Bielsa's a big boy. Shout out to Bielsa for his messages about the Super League and what not and the integrity um leads this is what happens when you never stop fighting you know liverpool just didn't kill off the team you know Mane got his first goal in in god knows how long they just didn't kill them off and there were there was times especially the period where mo salah came on you could see it going um going against spurs um going against going against spurs and things like that and um, man said spurs sorry people going against liverpool um and and, and maybe that's why they brought on salah to, to kind of give them something and then, yeah, you saw what happened. And that was quite sad, really. But it's, it's I don't know, people. Sorry, people. It's, it's, I thought I froze there. Apologies. But yeah, man, like against Liverpool, against Liverpool, against Leeds, it was the same microcosm of what Liverpool have been. And Liverpool have dropped 13 points from winning positions in the Premier League this season, people. Um... You know, two more than they had across the whole of the last two seasons combined. So, again, you can't keep them out. You can't hold points. It's a problem. And, and I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. The, I don't I, I don't know how Liverpool have got into this position. And again, is it a cheap way of Liverpool buying their way out of that position, people? Because John Henry, again, I'm starting to look at it. Had Coutinho never have been sold, would Liverpool have done what they're doing? Because I used to say, yo, their owners are singing on the same hymn sheet from from Klopp and all of these sort of things, people. And um, 
So it's a problem. You know, Spurs always also drop points as well. You know, they play the fellow Merseyside team, Everton 2, Tottenham Hotspur 2. I think both teams should consider two points dropped, in my humble opinion, because Spurs should have ran away with it, in in my opinion, at a time. Um, obviously, when 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 Everton did take the lead, you know, Gilfie Sigurdsson double against his old team. When Gilfie Sigurdsson um, struck his second goal, Everton should have held on to that. You know, Harry Kane, man of the match from a Spurs perspective, barely in the game, but two good finishes. Um, you know, again, two drop points. It doesn't help Everton in relation to the top four. It doesn't help Spurs in relation to the top four. Like we said, they're five points off. Had they have won, you know, the, the gap would be closed further. Michael Keane, again, he's someone I feel on current form. I'm not a Michael Keane fan, but I think this season, large part, he's been good, along with Ben Godfrey. I think Michael Keane showed in the air, you know, he had a terrible game. You know, Holgate, Holgate, Holgate was at sixes and sevens. It was a poor game defensively from them, if I'm completely honest with you. Spurs, you know, just don't offer nothing. Spurs are a terrible side to watch. I can't I can't lie to you, man. I really can't. Um, you know, super sub Seamus Coleman, you know, Regulon got ripped all game and it was silly. You know, Hammers was playing some lovely passes. I did think it was a foul because you can always tell from the player's reaction. You can always tell from the player's reaction, folks, that um, if he's done something. Then I think it's a harsh penalty, of course, but Regulon puts up no protest. So he knows he's done something, you know. He knows that he's played some sort of part in that. Is it a soft pen? Do I think it is a pen? Initially, yes. Watching it again, no. But he's, you know, he set it up and, you know, some you can tell by the player's reaction when they've been conned really and truly. So, and he's had a terrible period for Spurs, you know. When it was Tierney, them Spurs fans were letting me have it. Shut up, Tierney's the best in the league. It's in the season now but on a serious note people is what it is i think jose Mourinho was gold in what was to be his last pre and post game conferences press conferences um and he was he was he was elite in them really so yeah man farewell jose you know you did something good i think spurs should have kept you but it is where it is in that regards folks it is where it is people um newcastle defeated um west ham 3-2 you know lingard had a decent game and scored a penalty um you know dawson craig dawson was sent off my man joe willock scored a header as well joe linton got on the score sheet as well he doesn't do that too many times like i said newcastle won 3-2 and i was impressed with newcastle they fought to the end at st james's park and steve bruce you know it's a big three points for him because there's a lot of pressure on him Wolves defeated Sheffield United. Sheffield United are gone. You know, more more of the same in that regards. William Jose, who I don't know if they're going to make him a permanent signing, got the three points for Le for for Wolves. Um, so yeah, Newcastle three, West Ham two, Wolves one, Sheffield United nil, Everton two, Spurs two, Arsenal one, Fulham one, Leeds one, Ars um Leeds one, Liverpool one, Manchester United beat. Burnley three goals to one and I tell you lot Mason Gunwood Mason Greenwood is a baller he's gone through some tough periods this season at a point he only had one two goals in the league you know he's a young man and like Martinelli they've gone through adversity this year for different reasons you know it's not going to be a simple trajectory for them Mason Greenwood's a bad boy for me him for I've been saying it him folding Saka these sort of guys that's my bread and butter for England. I I rate Rashford. I mean, I rate Rashford highly. I think Greenwood is is the is the Man United poster boy in the future. I rate him. Technical ability, absolute taker of chances. His general play can Im improve, but he's intelligent. He can do up the one twos and stuff like that. Very good player, and I think Burnley were poor for 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 his second goal, but they did well. Cavani got on the score sheet. You know, the only thing you're saying about United, it was a bit shaky the way the manner in which they can state when they scored, they conceded, then were pegged back instantly. 
Um, you know, they did get allowed by VAR. Was it Wamba Saka had a bit of a dodgy moment and the goal was ruled out? But they did what they needed to do. I mean, Dean Henderson, uh, United need to get Dean Henderson a better cap for when it's, 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 it's sunny as well, man. Big, big Man United, you're giving him what looks like. It didn't even look like the official Man United merchandise. It looked like some Rebo ticket. It looked like, you know, when you go up Oxford Circus and you just see them, 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 them ones with just the badges, you know, he, they, they didn't help him at all, people. But United got over the line, innit? The more you keep doing that, the closer you are to top four and things. And I say that, you know, you like us. I wonder how United fans feel because, you know, as long as you, you know, as long as you're still in it, you fight. But it doesn't matter for these teams to a degree, the way it stands. It don't matter if you, arguably, if you're sitting and you win the league or finish seventh, like the league doesn't matter. Arsenal and Spurs, I mean, Arsenal and, and, and United are still in the Europa League. And for the fans, for the players, for the management, there's enough reason to want to win it because, you know, if you've been playing in the competition, you want to see it through and have an opportunity to claim silverware, you know, doesn't mean much. So what is there to play for? But nonetheless, you know, I'm sure United would have loved a clean sheet, but they won 3-1, folks, in that regards, people. So once again, Leeds 1, Liverpool 1, Arsenal 1, Fulham 1, Manchester United 3, Burnley 1, Newcastle 3, West Ham United 2, Wolves 1, Sheffield United 0, Everton 2, Tottenham Hotspur 2 people. With that being said, I don't think there's anything else to go over people. I'm going to have a quick browse again. It's all going to probably be the same old, same old in terms of, in terms of thingy, um, <clears throat> In terms of the news about the Super League, you know, every everyone and their nans denouncing it, even Prince William. Prince William, let's start off with racism in your own fucking family, mate. Pardon my language. Shut up, man. Like, go and deal with that first, bro. Go and People need to get their own houses in order. Um, unfortunately, Lacazette could be injured people as well, as we all saw against Fulham. But again, there's been no concrete evidence. You know, it looks like he pulled his hamstring. That could be a week. That could be a month. And it's a sad season because it's one where he's probably he's had the strongest chance of going to the Euros with France, which I don't think it will happen. Apparently, Richard Scudamore, Arsenal's, I mean, Premier League former chief executive, Richard Scudamore, is advising the league's board to help to help them through the Super League crisis, people. Um, so, obviously, they're pulling on everyone. So, what role is he playing? Apparently, he's operating in an advisory capacity to support the Premier League's board. And again, I'm sure there's an advisory fee. I'm sure that advisory fee is going to go through some company house and that company house is going to get fi filtered into a strawman. Again, let's not act like the Premier League are some angels. No one's angels. It's a bag of dirty, like I said, thieves arguing that they've been robbed. You know, which, again, many people say it serves you right, people. So in that, I don't think there's anything else in terms of news, people. You know, we've spoken about Jose. We've spoken about the Super League. We've touched on the Premier League. We've touched on the FA Cup. There ain't really a damn thing to continue about. So just shy of 40 minutes, I think we can stop it here. It's been a fantastic podcast as it always is this is one of my favorite bits of content to do with you guys so please make sure you're supporting the thing you're following it up like i said i was on i did a little bbc little two minute feature in relation to the super league so i'll keep it in the description but if not you know just have a butchers on bbc it will be there um please make sure you're following me on all my socials all links that you'll find are in the description deluded guna 04 and everything um you know um, on on every on everything, even from Clubhouse to Instagram to whatever, you know, Twitch, Deluded Guna 187 is the only change. And obviously, make sure you're hitting a follow on this thing. On that topic, though, people, I'm out. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a fantastic DG podcast. People, Deluded, stay safe.